What it do, all my crew? It's Alyssa, and I'm here to celebrate all of our dirt so that we can embrace our destiny. With a lifetime of filtering everything through religion, I'm here to share my confessions, talk about the dirt, and give you the tools that you need to move forward. So for the love of coffee, let's chat. This is your unfiltered podcast. Well, here we are in the production room. I am home. I'm home and I'm so excited to have you here with me, my beautiful podcast crew. If this is your first time on this channel, my name is Alyssa Holt and I just want to say a big welcome to you. I hope that today's episode encourages you and that you'll hit that subscribe button if it does. Um, I am so excited because I want to talk about something that is really near and dear to my heart, but I want to share with you some really cool news that is absolutely amazing. I actually just got through recording a six-week e-course called Unfilter You, which is going to take you through my book, Unfiltered, Walking Through Dirt While Embracing Your Destiny. You can check out the description box below. It's got links to all my stuff, my social medias, um, links to my website, the ability to get my book off of Amazon, all of the things. But I was so excited to record this e-course, and the coolest part about it is I recorded it at the infamous Beach House where I recorded the last couple episodes here on my podcast. It's where all of the healing took place in my life over the last six weeks, the restoration, and even the ability to dream bigger dreams and to redream some of the dreams I've had. God has just done such a huge thing in my heart there. So I couldn't think of a better way to spend the last day that we had on the lease than to take the production room to the beach house. And we set up the lights, the cameras, the mics, we staged the place and we got it looking so good. Um, this six week e-course is really going to take you through my book unfiltered one day at a time. I'm going to have so many Many cool things a part of it. Um, daily devotions. We're going to have challenge questions for each chapter, and we've got journaling initiatives, and we've got um, videos for every single chapter where I'm coaching you through it. It's really cool. There's some other stuff involved, but we are fixing to launch that in the next several weeks. So keep your eyes peeled. Go follow me on social media. Um, I, I'm just so excited about it. So, so, so excited. And it was so special to record that e-course in such a special place that allowed so much healing to take place in my body and in my mind and in my emotions and to be able to help you um, unfilter you, unfilter your life, the dirt of your life in order to embrace your destiny while sitting in that place is so cool. But here's the best part, okay? While I was sitting there recording this e-course for you, I got a phone call from Utopia Wellness, the holistic cancer center that I've been at for the last six weeks healing. And um, if we want to go back a whole year before, exactly on the day, um, a year before, on that same day, I got a phone call while I was coaching women on Zoom 
through my book Unfiltered. I was taking them through Unfilter You live on Zoom call. I was with them every single day. And on the last day of our coaching, I was sitting on um, Zoom call with them around about 9.30 at night. And I got a phone call from my breast oncologist. And I looked at my husband and told him to take the call without me to go ahead and record it because I already knew that he was going to diagnose me with breast cancer. The Holy Spirit had already prepared my heart for it. And I told him I was going to finish what I had completed. I needed to finish empowering this these women and I would handle that later. And um, lo and behold, when I got off of that Zoom call with those ladies and it was our last, um, our last live Unfilter You, I had to listen to a recording of that oncologist um, diagnosing me with cancer. And a year later, I'm sitting in the beach house where healing took place in my life, recording a six-week e-course for everyone to have available to them. Um, And while recording it, one year to the day, I get a phone call from Utopia to tell me that my cancer marker blood work has came back completely normal and your girl is cancer free. Yes, I am cancer free and I was able to celebrate on the year mark of how good God is, how good he is to be faithful, to restore and to heal and to renew one solid year later, doing what I love to do and releasing a project that I've been waiting to release for a whole year because that diagnosis kept me from recording the e-course that I've been wanting to release for a long time now. And here I am a year later to the day recording it and get a phone call saying that I am cancer free. I am just thrilled. Um, According to the oncologist, I was cancer-free when the surgery happened and they removed the tumor. But according to Utopia, they did extensive cancer blood work to check cancer markers. And I was actually elevated um, into the cancer range by 0.07. And um, the highest range for normal is 0.95. I was sitting at 1.02 in my Nagalase test. And in six weeks, I dropped 27 points to a 0.80. And so your girl has seen healing in my body, the scans and stuff they did, the increase of healing in my body. My lungs, my left lung was only working at a Uh, 52%. I left with it working at a 78%. That's just one of the many things. I'm actually going to go into detail about some stuff concerning that later because it is a really good teaching. But um, I am so excited to sit here cancer-free with you in the production room recording a podcast with my fam. If you don't follow me and you want encouragement in your life every day, I've got stuff on my social medias. I post, I've got a YouTube channel. I've got a book and I'm fixing to release this e-course. I have mentoring, but I have not launched that again since being done with treatment that will be coming up soon. So just come follow me so you can stay in the know. Today, I want to jump into something really exciting because it's going to empower you, you. And that is what this episode is called, you 
you matter, guys. You matter. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. I remember a song that I was taught in children's church. And this song, now looking back at it, has really shaped my mind for the majority of my life in a wrong way of thinking. And it kept me stuck. Okay, this is the lyrics to the song. It says, Jesus, others, and you, what a wonderful way to spell joy. Jesus, others, and you, in the life of each girl and each boy. J is for Jesus you put in first place. O is for others you meet face to face. Y is for you, and whatever you do, put yourself third and spell joy. Now, how many times do we do that? How many times do we truly put ourselves on the back burner of life? How many times do we truly believe that we are last and we don't deserve to be first? We don't deserve to have a place of priority in our own lives. And then we get angry because others can't fulfill our need to be put in a place of value in a place of worth, in a place where someone looks at us and says, you know what? I see you for what you have to offer life. I see you for what you are called to do, for what you are placed on this earth for. I see your value. I see your purpose. I see your worth. I see you. I believe that the church hasn't done a very good job in teaching us That being able to put ourselves as priority is not selfish. It's actually being able to steward our anointing. What's an anointing? Our call, our purpose, our destiny, our promise, our reason for living, whatever you want to call that thing. When you put yourself as a priority in your life, You are stewarding the gift that God has trusted you with to be a part of the thing that he is doing in this world. And nobody can steward that but you. Nobody can believe in that more than you. Nobody can walk in that other than you. We were all created with different gifts and different places and different talents And if we don't see those things as valuable enough to protect them and put them at priority in our life, then who is going to do it for us? It sounds really right, religious-wise, to say, put yourself third to spell joy. It sounds really right, religious-wise, to say, Jesus first, other second, you last. But I think when we do that, we glaze over the scripture, right? The scripture in Mark, and it says in Mark 12, 31, that the the second greatest commandment in the word of God, the first being to love God with all your heart. And the second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. The key word in that scripture is as yourself. Circle the word as, point an arrow to it, highlight it, whatever you got to do there, underline it. That word as means so much because here's the deal. If you don't love you, how are you going to love others? If you don't serve you, 
How are you going to serve others? If you don't believe in you, how are you going to believe in others? If you don't make yourself a priority, how are you going to make others a priority? If you don't care about where you're headed, how are you going to care about where others are headed? If you don't, if you don't do these things for yourself, how can you pour from an empty glass? How can you give others what you don't have? How can you even share with them the love of Jesus when you're not even making it a priority to see that in your life? You have to give yourself a place of priority in your life. And here's the deal. The umbrella of life that covers us is God, right? God should be that umbrella. He should be that number one place. But it's my experience, it's my belief that you should come right underneath that. Because if you're not allowing God to fill you up first, then you can't fill up your family underneath you. And you can't fill up your friends underneath that. And you can't fill up anything that God's called you to underneath those things. You have to make yourself a priority because if you don't, you're never going to be able to fully walk in the potential God has for your life. Nobody can believe in you better than you can believe in yourself. Nobody can walk this thing out other than you. You have to take the step one after another. You have to open your mouth and start declaring some things. You have to start laying hands on yourself and start seeing some things come to pass in your life. You, you boo-boo, you And this mindset that everybody else comes first, Jesus said, you know, he said this thing, you have to become last in order to become first. But here's the thing, though, that I have learned. When you make yourself a priority and you're filled up to the top, (laughs) God is filling you up every day because you've made you a priority You no longer have to strive to become first. You're able to be last and not feel like you're lacking. You're able to be last and not feel like you're losing. You're able to be last because you're so full that you're able to overflow into everyone around you and let everyone else get a little piece of what you're already walking in. Do you understand When you are walking in identity in such a way because you've made it priority to fill yourself up and to give yourself a place where you are pouring into you and allowing God to speak into your life every single day, you don't feel like you have to strive and work for God to do whatever he needs to do in your life anymore. You don't feel like you're having to produce something. You finally realize you're simply having to bear what he's already given you. Did you hear that? You don't feel like you're constantly having to prove yourself. You know that you already seen the price that was paid manifested in your life and you're already able to receive it because you've made it a priority to put yourself first in that relationship with God so you can pour out of that place. Here's the hindrance. Here's the problem. So many times we put everybody else first that the last part of our day, we give the crumbs to God. 
And we don't make it a priority to truly spend that time with the Lord, to truly spend time cultivating the gift he's given us and cultivating the things that he is trusting us with in our lives. We don't truly spend the time taking time for self-development and to fill ourselves up first thing in the morning. We wait till the last thing at the evening and we're so tired by then that we just pick the crumbs up that are left out of the day and we are looking for other people to validate us. And we look to other people to affirm us. And we look to other people to see our to see our worth and to see our giftings and to affirm those things in our life because we're not seeing it from a place of fulfillment. We're pouring out from a place of lack. And that's where you start fighting to be first. That's where you start fighting for recognition. That's where you start fighting for a position. That's where you start fighting against each other and start comparing and start having all of these insecurity issues. And you start warring against personalities instead of standing in your purpose and owning who it is God has for you to be. Friend, if you would make yourself a priority every day to say, you know what? Only I can steward my relationship with God. Only I can get up and believe in the purpose he has for me. Only I can walk out the call of God on my life. And I see enough value in me to be able to get up and make myself a priority every day so that God can pour into me, God can speak, God can open my eyes and open my ears and give me what I need today so I can pour out into who he needs me to pour out into. If you don't do that, then you're going to find yourself in a place of lack. You're going to find yourself in a place that's desperate and needy and thirsty for the validation and the affirmation and the position. And you're going to want to be first because you don't know who you are. You're going to want to be first because you're not truly filled. So when Jesus said, in order to be first, you have to be last. Well, it's coming from a place of identity, though. It's coming from a place of not needing the recognition to be first because you have made time to put yourself first in your relationship with God, to love yourself enough to know how to love others, to love yourself enough to know how to love people into their purpose, into their call, into their destiny. But it starts with you. The second greatest commandment in Mark is to love your neighbor as yourself. I want to ask you today, are you making you a priority? Are you making you a priority or are you pouring out of an empty glass? Are you trying to fill other areas of your life with something that you don't even have? You can't give into your family when you don't have anything left inside of you to give. You're running on empty And you're expecting to fulfill all the areas of your life and find freedom in it and find safety in it and find peace in it and find rest in it and find joy in it. It does not work like that. In order for you to find those things that God says you can have, all the fruits of the spirit (laughs) that we say we can bear and not have to work to produce, the fruits of the spirit are something we bear 
We don't have to work to produce it. It's just there. When you're walking through cancer, you can have peace because it's a fruit of the spirit. When you're walking through hell, you can still have joy because it's a fruit of the spirit, right? You don't get to that place unless you make you a priority in your relationship with God. And that's where you say, you know what? I'm tired of giving everybody else every part of me. And at the end of the day, I'm left with crumbs. And this is why I teach that the first part of your day should be you and God. The first part of your day, you should be taking time every day to make it a routine to put you and God first. God is the umbrella. You are next, then your family, then your friends, then your ministry. You can't pour into something if you don't have anything in you to pour. You don't have anything in you to give. And so for me, I coach my ladies all the time. I don't care how early you have to get up. I am a believer that your beginning of your day, how you start your day is how you end your day. How you start your day is going to dictate to you how you walk that day out, no matter what is thrown your way. And I am a firm believer that before you step foot out of your house or before you open up your computer, if you work at home to do work for whatever company, maybe even your own business, before you even start dealing with your kids in the morning and dealing with your husband in the morning, you need to be taking care of you, getting your mind right, getting your spirit right, getting your freedom that you need for the day to walk in all that God has for you to walk in. For me, that looks like this. I wake up at 530 in the morning. I make me some herbal coffee. I sit down with my journal. I read my devotion for the day and I journal. And I spend time listening to the voice of God. I turn some worship music on. I create an atmosphere. I usually put my diffuser on with some oils because it just sets a peaceful atmosphere. And I spend time in the quiet of my house listening to the voice of God. I take some time to pace around my living room floor. I'm I'm a pacer when I pray. I can't sit still when I pray. I don't think I've ever been able to sit still since I came out of my mama, but I take time to pace around my living room, pray over my family. I lay hands on the pictures on the walls and I pray over my family. I take time to get my mind right. I do declarations. I have declaration cards and I'm fixing to make them available on our store section of our website to where you can buy these declaration cards for me that I do every single day. And I take time to speak life over myself. Speak life over my mind. Speak life over my life. Speak life over my destiny, over my purpose, over my promise. Because if nobody else can do it for me, one thing I've learned is that I have to be the one to advocate for my life. I have to be the one to fight for me. I have to be the one to fight for my promise, for my purpose. I can't expect my husband to do it. I can't expect my kids to do it. I can't expect my parents to do it, my grandparents to do it, my pastor to do it. I have to advocate for myself. I have to make myself a priority to believe in me. And some of you don't believe in you because you don't know how to even, you don't even know who you are. 
because you have put yourself so far on the back burner that you genuinely don't even know who you are anymore. You don't know what you like. You don't know what your hobbies are. You don't know what your dreams are. You don't know. You don't even know. So how, how can you even begin to love yourself? Because you don't even know what there is to love. And then you have a hard time dealing with people. And you have a hard time dealing with, with church. And you have a hard time dealing with life. Because you have a hard time dealing with you. <laughs> Do you hear what I'm saying? You deserve to know who you are. You deserve to know your value and your worth and your purpose and your identity. But the only way that you're going to know any of those things and be able to walk in it in a, in a capacity that's able to overflow into everybody that comes into your environment is if you make yourself a priority. You have to make you a priority. Love your neighbor as yourself. How do you know how to do that? You spend time with the one who loves you the most. You get up every day and you get in his word and you get in his presence and you declare his word over your life even when you don't believe it. Listen, I can't tell you how many times I have done my declaration cards that I have made for myself and I usually make declarations that I'm struggling with, that my ears need to hear because my spirit doesn't believe it. My mind doesn't believe it. I don't feel it. I don't, I don't connect with it. And I say it out loud enough to where I begin to believe it. My dad always used to say, if you tell a lie long enough, you'll begin to believe it. Some of y'all have been saying lies over yourself that don't line up with the word of God for so long that you believe those things to be true more than the word to be true in your life, more than what God says you can have to be true. And so my declaration cards are always connected with the word of God and I declare them until I start believing them. Some days I remember rolling my eyes at some of those declaration cards because I felt like they were so far away and so not truth. But the more I began to declare them every morning in my priority time, taking care of me, making me a priority on the list to spend time with God so I can pour out of that capacity, right? I began to believe what I was saying. I started to believe it. I started to believe it. I started to chase the dreams. I started to see the purpose. I started to dream dreams at night and see vision and come up with ideas. And I started hearing God's voice more clearly and, and being able to understand things from a different perspective. And it didn't start until I made me a priority. I want to ask you, why do you run yourself into the ground so hard that you're so busy being everything for everyone else that you can't even be what you need for yourself. What in your life has made you feel like you are not worth the time? What in your life has made you feel like you are not worth the love? What in your life has made you feel like you are not worth the self-care? Maybe you need to forgive yourself today for some things that you've been holding on to for so long. It's literally made you feel like you don't even deserve to put yourself on the priority list first thing in the day because your children and your husband and your career and all of these other things deserve that time more than you even deserve that time. Can I just go ahead and tell you, if it weren't for you, you wouldn't even have any of those things. 
You wouldn't even have the family. You wouldn't even have the career. You wouldn't even have none of that. So you have value. You have worth. You are here for purpose, on purpose, from a God that designed you intentionally, precisely, for this reason, for right now, for such a time as this, but only you can make you a priority enough to start believing again. Only you can make you a priority to start seeing yourself as valuable again, to start seeing yourself as accepted, to start validating who you are on your own when you start spending time with God because you see that he's already validated you. He's already accepted you. He's already said that it is good. It starts with you. You have the right to be first because when you start living in a place of fulfillment, Because you are putting yourself first thing in the morning with God. (laughs) He starts overwhelming all of the things that are overwhelming you and starts filling you up in all of the empty places of your heart in such a way that you don't have to compete with people. You don't have to strive to be first. You don't have to strive to have that platform and that position. It comes from a place of satisfaction now. It comes from a place of love and and value and purpose. And you can just simply be who you are without competing with people. You can start pouring into people from a place of promise instead of competitiveness and selfishness and, and conceit. So I just want to take the time today to encourage you to make you a priority with God first thing in the morning. What does that look like for you? I don't care how early you have to get up. It's got to look like more than you spending time while you're doing your makeup or driving to work. It needs to be dedicated time alone with God, sitting down, not doing the dishes and not driving kids to school and praying while you're doing that, not, not having distractions. It needs to be precedent, priority. It, it needs to not have any distractions to keep you from getting your mind right to handle yourself the way God has for you to handle yourself throughout the day. And you do this and watch it change your life. You do this and watch it shift everything for you. You do this and watch God start answering the prayers you've been begging him to answer. Watch yourself start hearing him more clearly than you've ever heard him. Watch yourself start dreaming things that you've needed answers on and you've needed ideas on. Watch yourself start being more satisfied and fulfilled and more confident in who it is God says you are. I promise you it'll change your life. I hope this encouraged you today. Come follow me on all the things. Check out the description box below. My social medias and all of that stuff's out there. I'll be releasing the e-course very soon. You don't want to miss out. So follow me and we're going to end it like we always end it. Raise a glass to the dirt in your life because it's worth celebrating.